0: Welcome to the Future of Work podcast series brought to you by Canon Australia. In this series, we speak to business experts from across Australia, including prominent academics, commentators and business leaders. The series complements the Future of Work report written by academic and researcher Dr Sunil Badami and covers the challenges facing businesses and workers today, the role technology in education might play and how we can navigate an increasingly uncertain future. In today's episode, we speak with Professor Lucy Taxa, Director of the Centre for Workplace Futures at Macquarie University. Professor Taxa joined Macquarie University in 2009 as the head of the Department of Business and prior to this held a number of roles across Macquarie University and the University of New South Wales. In our chat today, we discuss how workers' skills are a significant consideration for businesses into the future and what implications that might have on learning and development. So I think we'll start by just asking a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do.
1: My name is Lucy Taxa. I'm a Professor of Management and the Director of the Centre for Workforce Futures at Macquarie University.
0: So what are the biggest challenges facing workers and employers today?
1: There are many very big challenges facing uh, both workers and employers today. Most people will quickly turn to artificial intelligence and automation but I actually think the biggest challenges are the same ones that we've been facing for many decades uh, relating to issues of security, security of employment, uh, trust in organisations, uh, good working relationships um, that really make people feel like they can bring their whole selves to work and uh, enjoy their work and do their work to their best abilities. I think for employers there's an issue around skills and skills shortages and making sure that they get the best people for the jobs that they have. Uh, I think for employees linked to the issue of security and trust and wellbeing, Uh, fundamental problems around um, bullying, uh, uh, intercultural relations, gender relations, even increasingly the whole issue of uh, difference more broadly, whether it's related to age or disability, feeling that you can come to work and be different and still be accepted. Okay, so how can we meet those challenges? I think uh, for the issue of security, uh, really young people and middle-aged people and older people all want secure employment. Um, Whether it's shorter term or longer term, they want to feel that they are safe in the workplace and that their income is secure. And that, I think, requires employers to be really aware of those needs and to organise jobs appropriately. Um, For the issue of the pipeline of talent, which uh, employers uh, are now really focusing on, uh, it's very important to think that they don't just rely on what's called external labour markets, recruiting people in as they need, Temporarily, short-term employment, but to actually develop capacity uh, within their workforce, uh, whether it's leadership capacity or soft skill capacity. I think employers really need to be able to look at what they've got and uh, support it and develop it as well.
0: How do you see work changing in the next few years, Lucy?
1: I think there's a, a lot of changes in work and workplace Uh, Part of that uh, relates to changes in technology, of course, and the changes, of course, will differ by sector. Uh, So there's greater automation in uh, the mechanical skill, mechanical areas and manufacturing areas. Uh, But even in medicine, for example, you see a lot of new technological developments. That doesn't uh, reduce the need for human connecting skills. And so I think there's got to be a greater awareness of uh, how we can develop those uh, soft skills, connecting, communication skills, so that uh, people can adapt and link the technology to the work processes effectively.
0: Whatever you do, there are times when business as usual demands the unusual. Even in a class full of geniuses, old teaching methods can still be inefficient. Being able to identify individual strengths and adapt per student, your teachers can truly differentiate. Like with a smart board and its crisp 4K resolution, it's good to know that everything will run smoothly. With smart learning suite software and wireless screen sharing, everyone can learn and grow at once. so you can get back to business as usual. Because no one does it like you. So how can organizations and management influence and foster meaningfulness and engagement in their workforce?
1: Look, I I think technology can play a big role in, in very many workplaces. Certainly if it's organised effectively, then it can make work easier, quicker, more efficient and more effective. However, what we find is that technologies are are implemented sometimes uh, without adequate consultation uh, for those people that are doing the core jobs. So you lose uh, organisational knowledge, you lose tacit knowledge as people simply rely on technology to do things without recognising that you need these uh, connecting skills uh, as well. So I think technology needs to be implemented thoughtfully and um, effectively. So that, for example, a doctor can use a computer now, which makes it much easier to check things, record things and so on. But if that recording reduces their control over the job, then we have a problem as well because lots of things can go wrong. Uh, It's worthwhile remembering uh, the term Luddite, Most people use that term to refer to people that supposedly hated technology. But the weavers of the uh, Industrial Revolution that were called the Luddites didn't oppose technology, they opposed the loss of control over their work processes. So I think we need to be very sensitive about how technology and online processes work to support us and assist us rather than to frustrate us and create more problems through increased bureaucratisation. So why do we need to work? We need to work for many different reasons. Firstly, of course, we work to earn money to live. Um, However, I think there are other reasons why people need to work Uh, Work gives us a meaningful activity in life and um, so we find people, even when they are not working for pay, engage in work uh, because it gives them meaning. So I'm thinking of voluntary work, for example. So we need to consider the full gamut of work. Normally when people say, oh, we need to work, they're talking about paid work. But we have all sorts of other forms of work, uh, such as uh, home work, caring for family and the elderly and so on, uh, cooperative work, where people come together to do things, together to create things. Um, but, you know, if you think about artists, for example, uh, and art as a form of work, what that work involves is embodying yourself in a particular outcome, in a product, or a piece of poetry or whatever. Uh, We assume that that is uh, about recreating ourselves through our work process, but I would argue that it's not just artists that do that, we all do that. We identify ourselves with our work. And uh, so those people that don't have work, uh, often have all sorts of issues and dislocations. I think the last thing I would say about why we need to work is that it provides a source of interacting with other people that is so important. So
0: how do you think the workers of the future can prepare themselves for all this change?
1: I hope that the workers of the future have um, a lot more capacity to fulfil their needs and their interests than many do now. Um, I think it's important for workers to feel that they can do things and do things well and be valued for what they do. I think that's an issue that we face in the workforce today where people can put their heart and soul into the job that they do, but get no appreciation, no recognition for, for that. So what I hope really is that employers across all the sectors, government, industry, the not-for-profit sector, recognise that there is a value to the people that work for and with them and that they reward them accordingly, both materially and in non-material ways, so that we have well-being in our workplace, uh, in all our workplaces.
0: So what's more important, productivity or creativity, and
1: why? I don't believe that productivity and creativity are mutually exclusive I think they're fundamentally interconnected. If people have the capacity and the, the environment in which they feel they can be creative, then they're more likely to be productive. Uh, so I think the two are really interconnected, but I think it's very important for us to recognise the role of the workplace itself in supporting both creativity and productivity and there are certain issues around workplaces these days, uh, particularly, for example, the open plan office, where, you know, and it's, it's the fashionable way to go, but in fact, there's a lot of research that shows that it's counterproductive to both productivity and creativity because people can't deal with the noise and the distractions and so on. So I think for increased creativity and productivity, we need uh, employers to encourage creativity on the assumption that it will increase productivity and also to be much more thoughtful about how they organise their places to enable people to work better collaboratively, uh, not just assuming that an open plan office will encourage productivity, because uh, actually the research shows that open plan offices uh, lead to greater isolation and lack of communication as people put on their sound blocking devices and so on in order to try and overcome distraction, disruption, noise and so on in order to meet uh, what sometimes can be unreasonable targets. And I think unreasonable targets can also be counterproductive to productivity and creativity.
0: When it comes to educating the future generations for the future of work, what sort of skills should they be being taught?
1: I think there are all sorts of important ways in which we need to uh, prepare people for the the work of the future. Uh, Obviously training and technical skills through educational institutions is very important. However, there are soft skills that people also need to develop, and we need to understand that some of those soft skills are underpinned by cultural and gendered norms, which are very difficult for some women or people from different cultural backgrounds or even those that um, are neurodiverse, whether they're autistic or whatever. Um, So to actually deal with that effectively, I think employers need to ensure adequate induction into workplace expectations and norms, not just on how to do a job, but also what the expectations are about behaviour, about interaction, about... What time you come to work, how you do work, and so on. I think these things are very important. I also think it's very important for us to have intergenerational knowledge exchange so that older people can share their knowledge based on experience with younger people, and younger people can share their knowledge of new technologies, new ways of working with the older people. I think. that's very important that you have a cross-section of people in any workplace uh, based on any source of diversity, whether it's gender or age or ethnicity um, or some neural diversity, you know. Uh, I think the more diversity we have, the better it it is because you get different ideas and uh, less groupthink. But to ensure that there isn't conflict uh, as a result of difference, there have to be structures uh, of collaboration in place and adequate uh, norms and standards in the workplace culture.
0: That was our discussion with Professor Lucy Taxa. Lucy raised an interesting point about the importance of developing human skills or soft skills to enable workers to effectively take advantage of technology in the workplace. Lucy also talked about the importance of knowledge exchange across the workplace to generate new ideas and avoid group thinking. This is something we recognize at Canon with our document management automation and process solutions designed to provide accessibility to data and the sharing of key business information. If you're interested in learning more, visit canon.com.au forward slash business. And to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe button.